0: Welcome to Bet Doctor. It's a somber, somber day in here. We've lost a, we've lost a soldier, a warrior, Big Red. Bet Doctor's a unique look into the world of professional punters. It's a behind-the-curtain look, but we've lost a soldier today. I've got DK with um, me. Uh,
1: very, very, very grim here. It wasn't grim enough already, scoop with his lockdown lunacy,
2: and now i have got a man down with Walt. But, uh, yeah. Well Thinking of your big red, anyway. Hello, Nico. Nico Noonan joins us. Yeah, we're here, boys. A uh, bit of a sad start to the show with Walt, but um, six months, no time. He'll be back. He'll be back, partners. Mm. We're well, thinking about having a
0: 25-second silence for each bet that he's placed, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> will, will, we, will we bother with that? Uh, there's a picture right, of the well, great just, man. For those anyway. watching uh, watching the show, there's, there's some uh, just a bit of a shot there of Walt uh, from, the, uh, from his last little video hookup, and... Uh, we're going to show uh, the charges, I guess, that have been um, put up against him. We'll put a, a photo of that on Racing New South Wales. But basically, Walt's been disqualified for six months. He's cooperated fully. Um, he's forced to step aside. Um, he, can't, he can't operate Racing Watch. He stepped down as jockey manager Tim Clark and Josh Parr, which has been on the cards for a while. It's no secret. Ty mm. England's come out. And uh, he's now not allowed to bet or profit directly, or indirectly from racing, so shares in horses that he's got can't can't do anything. He's basically no, yeah, banished into dude, Siberia. Dude,
1: yeah, Siberia. That's
0: right. And um, he'll appeal, uh, as as far as I know. Um, and I'm not sure why he hasn't copped a fine here. He's stepped away from his. Uh, his job in the game. So I just don't know what they're going to achieve by
1: banishing the bloke for, for I mean, six months. It doesn't make much it sense It sounds to like to them, they're saying, oh, six months, we're doing you a favour giving you six months. Yeah. You've got a good record. You've fully fully cooperated, this, this, and this. That's why we're only giving you six months. Mm. Please. It sounds like Van Gester wanted to give him 18 or something like, you know, and we, we sat here with the bloke for down the bulldozer and he, he took us through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, he did absolutely fully cooperate. You know, he did, they yeah, basically he did had everything. nothing without what he gave them. Mm, exactly. And um and the, he's copped 6 months it's a, anyway it's just racing in South Herbert, uh, North Korea that's what happens.
0: Well you can see uh, Bob Baffett, the news has just broke with Bob Baffett. He's doped the Kentucky Derby winner which is the equivalent of the Melbourne Cup and he's copped 2 years and Walt's had a couple of bets and he's done got done for 6 months. This is something not, that not doesn't know it's not it's
1: a first offence for Bob Buffett either. Mm. He's got and, a and he'll be
0: welcomed after the after the two year ban, he'll be welcomed with open arms back into the sport. Whereas Walt, that's probably the end of Walt from a jockey management point of view. It's hard, it's almost impossible to come back from, from something like that. What did Melham get? 10 months or five yeah, months? Eight,
2: I think. Eight. Yeah, six or eight.
0: Six yeah. or eight, I think he got eight. And the thing that I can't cop with uh, Walt's suspension is trainers. So trainers are still allowed to bet, they give jockeys instruction. We just have this hullabaloo about rider's agents not being allowed to give instruction. There's all this talk about Dean Lester, Mark Hunter, Walt, and all these people that manage jockeys. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So if I'm Chris Waller, if I'm any trainer or Holbert or whoever it is, or Robbie Heathcote, he tipped everyone into um, his winner, Emerald Kingdom. It was $81 into 21 or 30 and bounced back out to $34. So Robbie's allowed to tell the jockey how to ride the horse. He's allowed to bet, but, oh, can't have the jockey manager do it. And what about me? I'm an owner. So if I say, okay, well Simon, I want you and Ronan to take Britannicus to the front instead of hooking it out the back, and I think that's a better tactic. As an owner,
1: I can bet. Yeah, but you're it, not, uh, uh, you're not allowed to do that anymore, eh? Didn't they make? I can bet, I just can't lay it. No, you can't give instructions, though. Didn't they just bring in? Remember the couple of uh, months ago? Didn't they say oh, we've got to streamline things? It. The owners aren't allowed to give instructions. They've got to go through the trainer, please. Something like that, or the jockey managers only right.
2: allowed to give instructions. well, I'm going to take the horse off, Simon. I mean, it's just well, anyway. at the end of the day, like if. If you know you're an owner and you give a trainer a suggestions, say, "Oh, I think we should do this," and the trainer's like, "Oh, that's a good idea." Well, you know mm-hmm. what's what's the difference yeah, if nice. they just roll with it and give the instructions? So um yeah, it does seem a bit of an odd rule, but. um yeah, we'll bat on. I suppose it's an absolute witch
0: hunt and um, racing New South Wales. They they just need to pull their socks up. It just seems like anyone that goes within a skerrick of being able to win, they basically try to just try and run you out of the sport.
1: It's uh, it's, I've it's seen crazy. i it in the past with the taking on you know the, the racing rank guys and all that. I mean Van Gestel's got a history of this sort of stuff. You know against the, any the pun- any punting, or any criticism. criticism, or anything. You know it's just yeah, it's just uh, blackball. I'd say he said Walton the gun and for a while and. How can we get him? Oh, we'll get him on this, and mm. oh, here we Okay, we'll go for him. Here's now. a gotcha, gotcha. Smallest mind. thing, we'll go. Yeah, yeah. How was uh, how was your week or weekend on the punt, <clears> DK? Oh, no, not 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 great, Scoot. I think, as I said to you, saying your pre show, I think that going into lockdown probably affected me. I had some, yeah, it wasn't great for me that I had memories of the last lockdown, lockdown, which wasn't great for me, Nico, um, mentally and and stuff like that. So, I probably. Had a few bets in the last probably last week, which I wouldn't have again if I had my time. Which is always in hindsight. If I mm. get beat, you say that. Um, I'd say you had a winner yesterday, which maybe in hindsight you probably might have got away with. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you sort of learn. Um, had uh, a horse drop the mic. I tipped it. I got late scratching. I didn't tip it on Saturday. Well, it's yeah, bit pissed in. You know. So <laughs> uh so probably not. Not apologising to my to my subs, but um, but fresh month, new month. Back on the ball, got my head around lockdown and things like that, and um we'll be right, Scooty. I think you still won 10 years for the month. Yeah, no, I had a strong well, month. Oh, yeah, I was, fucking had huge a strong month. month. Yeah, I oh, know. Happy, happy with the month. Just yep. would have been nice to brush home. We'd just come to a bit of a halt towards the end of the month and a couple of couple of ordinary bets, horses who were. I'll tell you what I fell into, Nico, is I fell into horses second up. I didn't, so they jumped out really well. <clears> First up runs were fair. And then they second up, and I'm saying, well, I'll go back to what they did at the jump outs. Yep. But they ran how they
2: ran first up, hmm. rather than. pull. Oh, I've
1: taken I've taken the jump out form over the raced form, and you really got
2: to lean to the raced form, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, yeah, like that magnetic dash. That was probably a good example of that second up at the 1400. 100. But the key point was that the market was with it there. Yeah, the problem was there is that I didn't, I didn't have that
1: track as testing as I should have, yep. Mick D got off the first winner and they said, how's the track, Mick D? And he said, this is the last meeting of the season. This is a very tired track. It's had some rain on it. It's even tougher than what it would normally be. So it's racing really testing. Now that horse was second up off a 1,000 metre race. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure enough, 100, 100 to go, knocks up. Yeah. You know, So it's just, yeah, so just little things like that. Was, and then I right, back to 10 to 1 chance in that race and some, it just... Like vainly, Far like round. did what vainly did there the other man, just couldn't get around the turn. Mm. Couldn't get around the turn. I'm noticing that this is a few of the tight tracks. Mildura the other day, about 10 horses never got around that turn. Mm. And um, Cranbourne, so Artisan Lass just crabs around the turn, gets checked on the turn, then straightens up and just charges. like charges, get beaten yeah. Gets beaten up. like, so, look, these things happen, you know, it's bare. People Fletch it bare had one areas. of those at
0: Gawler yesterday. There was a horse that sort of loomed into the race and then was completely off balance around the
1: turn at Gaul and then it comes again yeah. at the line it's, at a big price. It's yeah, just Sydney. It's, it's with lightly raced horses but, I mean, Vainley was a prime example. Vainly was off the map, moral at Cranbourne two ago and Selene just couldn't get around the turn at all, goes to the big flat deck yesterday and runs terrific. Yeah, you
2: know? nearly won there at yeah, Sounddown yesterday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see sort of uh, those sort of tracks at the moment and how they're playing and, you know, coming into... Deeper into the winter months, sort of how these tracks are going to play. We have got a bit of synthetic racing, sort of. Yeah, well, these synthetic
1: tracks are quite spacious, Ballarat and and uh, Um Whereas, yeah, just I've just noticed, like, uh, yeah, even doing the videos at Mildura the other day. Um, I thought Mildura was pretty because it's got a nice big straight, but obviously the turn's quite sharp. sharp turn. And a lot sharp. of horses were hanging around the turn, and I thought, oh, I mean, lightly raced horses to be fair, but you know, just little things that we note, you know.
0: Mm. Pluckett was a good ollie. He sort of sat three wide
2: and... Gee, it was a good win. We gave him the rev up, didn't we? <laughs> and I think that was maybe his best for the. We well, wasn't sure
1: after race one. Yeah, set Red the sails. I It
2: just wasn't good now, yeah, was he it? Average. Yeah, yeah, I think he he really uh, bought his A game there for Plaquette, uh rode ride and rose later in the day. So yeah, it went good, didn't it? Yeah, it it's went a, a nice horse. horse. So um, the rev up worked. Yeah, exactly. So maybe <laughs> we ought to get back into him this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I think it is the yet. jockey
0: of the week. Who we yeah uh, who we have to get up and who's got a good book. So well, we put it on
2: Carleen two weeks ago. She came out wrote a double. We put it Ollie rode a double. So who was going to go? Tipping this way. No,
0: yeah, I don't know yet. Don't know. But uh Over the Sky, one of the bulldozer
2: Heroes. Gee, he hung on. How did he uh how did he hang in there? Well I listened to the post-race interview with uh Mark Zari. I think he kind of said that the horse um just waited for he him. Said, stopped. Yeah. So um it I think he's kind of horse who just got to the front and thought, job done here. Mm. And then the other horses, well, obviously showed a bit of fight and kicked back on him, but um yeah, I think they're maybe sort of looking at a gear change next up. They might go the visors or something instead of the hard blinkers um, so he can see a bit more, uh, maybe even the winkers for that horse. But uh, uh,
1: how, how, he's how, very smart. How, how do you approach that post-race-wise, Nico? Because if that was probably me, I would think I got away with one there mm. because with the avalanche of money for Smoke and Romans and uh, they're all blue and white so far back and then it's just savage the line like the market said it would. And, you know, um, I know Over the sky's a nice horse and was in there, but I'd probably go, oh, I got away with one there, you know. I don't know. Um, do I go looking? Why did I miss and Romans? Or what, do you, what is there a reason uh, you... I,
2: I knew they'd come for and Romans, you? to be honest okay, so with my that. assessment. I yep. was not surprised at all that he started favourite. I kind of thought there was a chance he could lead. And that's yeah, that's right. I him. Yeah. And I thought, well, the mar- if the market sees this, they'll find this horse with the claim. Um, Cartwright's riding pretty well, Melbourne, so... Um, I think he might have got sort of bogged down by instructions to go back, potentially. Um, and then Jamie Carr and Mark Zai, they've just yeah, taken the race. up in front race. of him. They're, they've gone straight to the front. Jamie Controlled Carr's it. led on acceleration. Yeah. He usually sits back, so... Um, yeah, we probably did get away with one there. We had a sick day yesterday at Sound Down. Oh, so you that's needed, okay. So a lot of seconds. Started with a six-dollar winner we in the first, and we ended the day with uh, Over the Sky, but in between was just a very torturous few hours. As <laughs> <laughs> the, the great game is. It happens, but it turns around quickly. Uh,
0: something that's turned around the last couple of weeks, is fletchy boy. He had uh, two double-digit winners on Sunday, and then he's dropped a $17 winner that was backed into $9. So woke up Hong to Kong some uh, good Hong news. Kong. Yeah, I've always loved Hong Kong. But uh, Fletch makes it easy, so I keep saying it, it is one of the best value packages that we've got. It's the ultimate bed and forget,
1: isn't it? Hong Kong, I think you put them on, go to bed, wake up, chocolates, start the day on a high. I needed, uh, I think the only
0: blemish I had on Sunday was manly sea eagles, and Fletcher's two double-digit winners just erased all that pain, and even though uh, I backed a couple of losers yesterday, I just woke up this morning, and uh, all the damage that I'd done personally had been erased from this $17 winner, so absolutely on fire, Fletcher's stuff. Um, I keep saying it, but just try it, and you just bet and forget and go to bed, but uh Big hat tip this week to Racing Queensland, they've upped the MBL, so finally, as soon as uh, bookmakers put up prices, you can now get the minimum bet limit, so that'll start from July 1, so it's good to see that uh, Racing Queensland is finally looking after punters, it's absolutely pivotal that uh, that happens, and it's good that they're starting to follow suit, and everyone's sort of waking up to how vital uh, these smart influences are in the market, you can see how much influence someone like DK has, he tips out a horse, it absolutely goes crackers, and and uh, that just, it, it spurs on more turnover and creates different opportunities for different runners. So uh, it just stimulates the market. It just it needs to be said. Uh, today's show, we've got Beat the Bagman. He's our Marcus Bontempelli. He's leading the Brownlow, and especially now that Walter has been sidelined. Who knows for how long? Hopefully, we can get him back on the show. He went through the appeal process. But uh, Beat the Bagman, it's his Brownlow to lose on Bet Doctor. So he'll do a couple of races. He's fresh off a holiday. And then Nico's going to do a couple at Flemington and uh, DK. uh, There's a bloke on Twitter that just wants DK a DK segment every week, so it's back. Now we've uh, we've we've given Sydney a uh, a week off, yeah, in some sort of like form of protest. So. We'll, uh, we'll try and get a Sydney segment next week but uh, we're a little bit peeved with what's happening on racing New South Wales. So well, let's go have a look at Pakenham, a nice little fillies and mares maiden on uh, Friday, on tomorrow. We're going to race two. We've got odds courtesy of Topsport on the screen now. The GG Engineering Fillies and Mares Maiden Synthetic. I love that DK's now starting to play in the synthetics yeah, too. A few uh, <laughs> the uh, the favorite here is Derugal Diamond 320 to 270, Francie Girl 290. Camaretta, 6-7, to seven, an afternoon tea $11. The replay that uh, we're going to have a look at is Francie Girl at Cranbourne on uh, May 14, and let's see her rattle to the
1: line. I think it's in the Mick Price colours, do you Yeah, correct, yeah. She's out the back there, so giving them a start, giving some nice horses a start too. This uh, Peter Moody thing in front was heavily backed. Kieran Marthing, nice horse coming up outside it, and I uh, think a Jason thing that lunar cat, it lets rip really well late. Um, these are two-year-olds on a testing track, they got home in good splits <coughs> and just love the way this girl builds her revs like on a sort of a sort of tightish track um that was 1200 on debut hmm. so she goes from cranburn there to to this uh 1400 fillies and mares made on the bigger track Packer. um yeah i love that so she's up in distance off that run because she was just building her revs she got through the line there first thing here <coughs> is she's a two-year-old against the older older mares um so Massive tick this time of year. We love that. Can tell everyone about it because Jules <laughs> and Lance has told the whole world about it. So no, no hiding that as an edge anymore, Nico. So that's, so that's <laughs> default position number one. One of the two-year-old fillies in the race. She was one. Okay, what's she done? She's hit the line there, lovely on debut. Um, like so, she's got upside. That's the, that's the, that's why they have got the edge this time of year because they they got upside. Okay, yep. they're, they've they're lightly raced. They're coming against horses who are rising four, five, whatever. And they're the they're the ones with um with talent in the bank. Uh we'll get what else have we got to say? So I can talk about the opposition here. So this is this is promise. So she's Darugal Diamond's favourite there. So Derugal Diamond is a none from 15, rising six year old mayor. Nonny. No, nonny. And <laughs> what it did do though is put in a big run first up. Yep. Like a massive spike run first up, peak. Like best career run, first up at start sixteen or something, mm. you know. So in my opinion, I I, I can only see it regressing. Mm. You know, um, it was in a four-year-old plus maiden, and it comes comes back. Look, if you, the beauty of this, I think we'll get a price Francie girl and it'll get out one because the ratings people won't be able to see past that last start rating a Durugal Diamond. Mm. The rating, oh, it's got a great rating. It's run the best <laughs> figure, and two, um, Francie girl's got Liam Reardon on whose stats. Wouldn't say that's great. So it's and it's got a barrier nine, but he he he'll just have to come out, follow Drugal Diamond, and the way she let rip there, she'll run past it. Cameretta's in the race. Cameretta's third pick, Se- three quarters of a million dollar yearling Philly. Um, and it's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> it's in third prep. It's that it's. Um, they're obviously just desperation to get a win yep. to, for, for the send it to the breeding barn. So they've got Malamon. They bashed it to the line in a recent trial at Flemington. Like Dead said, it was under the bat in an eight hundred meter trial. <laughs> um, so it's you know that it we trying to find the weakest. Well, fourteen hundred meter fillies and mares on a poly on a on a you know find the weakest race possible. Friday year. winter. Yet it runs in. She the only win. thing I don't want to run and do is these two year old filly up and comers. You know. Yeah. So um, so Durugal Diamonds, none from fifteen. Camerada's a, a goat. Um, there is good connections, I will say, And but I I, I think um, the, other, the other one I'll, is there's one one other two-year-old filly in the race called Gonna Dance A Lot, had one run completely inconclusive in a Blue Diamond prelude or something, got beaten 100 yards, gone to the paddock, comes back here over 1,400 resuming, but just looks a bit of intent with MD on. Mm. Um, it's going to be big odds because it's run last, it's only start. So I'd say if you're backing one, two-year-old filly, you want to be saving on the other Um what else? Anything else? I've got something else to add here. What was it? Uh, oh, that's it. Francie Girl is dual accepted in Adelaide. Uh, over t- only $1,250 and it's $17 chance. So Mick Price, please, you know, take it all <laughs> the way there It's $17 or you can run here where it's two to one and very well placed and uh, can get the chocolates.
2: I was actually there that night at Cranbourne and uh, was there sort of working but also just having a look at the yard and... That race really caught my eye, like a few of those fillies in that race. Um, getting Moody, the Ma Eustis really that actually won the race. Um, they were like not, They're, said, nice, type. they're nice they type. could be sort of nice. They're not very nice types. They sort of very just much stood out. Um, the Ma Eustis really was just – she was an exceptional type. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think that, that does look to be a strong form race. And at this but, time of the year, like those two odd races in the bush – we're seeing it on Saturday. Like sometimes that form can be really strong, yeah. even though it's provincial grade. Like that could be a metro standard race in yeah. time. So
1: and it was only run at a sort of gentle tempo the first sort of six hundred or whatever. So and then they've sprinted home good section, so they can improve off that. Where Darugal Dom coming out of race, they ran a long in, was set up to run some time, and uh, it, I think it can only go backwards. So look, I think Liam Reardon's not exactly setting the world on fire. Barrier nine. They might say, oh, it's going to map a bit tricky, but all he's got to do is just stay out of trouble, let it balance up and fit the line. And But that might mean, you know, hopefully we'll get a price. I still think she'll round him up.
0: Well assessed, said, gentlemen, and uh, well assessed. You can see why uh, DK out wide sets are going absolutely bonkers, and you can see why Nico Noonan's Mounting Yard Mail goes off too. These guys know exactly what they're talking about, and they cross-reference what they see with their eyes with punningform.com.au. They've just now released this uh, lane and barrier data, along with uh, jockey and trainer data, so it's new offering in the sectional pro form subscription. So if uh, if you don't want to listen to these boys and do it your own way for 2 97 a month you can, so make sure you check out puntingform.com.au. We're going to take a break, and uh, we've got Marcus Bond and Pelly. We've got uh, Shane Adair, Beat the Bagman, up next to Talk Adelaide Racing. Welcome back to Bet Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK and Nico Noonan in studio, and it's time to talk Adelaide Racing with our man Beat the Bagman, who's looking very, very fresh off a bit of a holiday, and Tell you what, he's got a sharp haircut too. He looks about 10 years younger.
3: How are you, hey G'day, guys. Oh, I heard Marcus Bonson-Pelly being bandied around during the week. I think someone from the Mangatang B grade is probably uh, more of a likely player to fit my planting skills.
0: No, you're absolutely on fire. And uh, we're about to uh, ship across the Little Birdie Lagers, So uh, don't worry about that. You'll be uh, drinking Australia's finest beer. And Little Birdie Lager, Race 6. We started a sponsor one over there Little Birdie Lager Handicap over at Morphville. Oh. Hey. No, it's the Furphy fir- <laughs> <the firfy> handicap, <laughs> the but uh, I'll just set a <laughs> little bit of furfy there. So a little birdie lager. We'll start sponsoring races soon. We're not that far away, but uh, we've got the odds courtesy of Top Spot on the screen now. And Hypersonic has opened up favourite here at Race 6 at Morville over Hard Landing 440. Bramavi Vahiro $6. He's a bolter. He's a $8.50. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> cha-ching. That was the, uh, the last tip, the bagman
3: tip. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: A couple of weeks ago on the show, so uh, very kind to us. That horse, free of debt, nine fifty. Miss Jane, ten dollars, and Larimer Street still going around thirteen dollars. We're gonna have a quick look at the uh, Bramavi Vahiro replay of its last start. I think it's in the uh, the white and red bagman. Talk us uh, through why you uh, like this horse.
3: Yeah, I've noticed I've uh, come on here tipping two Jacob Opperman runners this week. You know, it's Ooh. DK's stamp of approval there from the riders. We might be getting a Jacob Opperman statue out the front of the Bet Doctor <laughs> Studios after this weekend. <laughs> well, this is Bramavi Vihiro at Flemington Last Start. I thought it was really good on pace here. This is a, an open class sprint. And I think the key to this runner today is back to the parks, benchmark seventy six. 1,000-meter um, record is really good. And that three-kilo claim, as I said for Jacob Opperman, Off- brings him really well in the weights. Three starts back as one of benchmark 78. in um, impressive style. Um, the start after that, it ran uh, – there was definite excuses behind Savitur XL and Pandemic, which is excellent form lines now. And obviously that Flemington run, which was uh, full of merit in a level that was a little bit above what today is. And, you know, around that $6 quote, I think it makes a very good each-way bet. Good. Sold
1: here, Sold. Believer. believer. Yeah, yeah. You Why know, well, 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 wouldn't you? The, way the form Bagman's in. Um, just on the subject of apprentices <laughs> while you're there, Bagman and Nico. Um, and he's just saying there that the three kilo cane Clean. will help mm. over the thousand, but it is, it is, in my opinion, it's, far, it's more beneficial the further they go mm. and the longer they've got to carry the weight. Now, the Kieran Mars stable, the way they're using this boy Josh Richards on these horses, on these horses, staying horses one-paced horses, horses who um, got st- stamina, strong, um, that the claim clicks in late in races, six from 12. Do you, see, you know that? Mm. Uh, Six from 12, they are. They had the win $25 winner yesterday. Oh, wow. Two at Cranberry and the other night. All sort of middle distance sort
2: of horses. Just bringing up all the pain, isn't he? Yesterday, Chaska just there. <laughs> well, I, I, I played in that
1: race. My uh, horse was in front of the 200.
2: Same. Were Sinan- you No, I was on, uh, what was his name? Was Wasaka. Are oh, you real being. So go. just right on the post, Chaska just got us <laughs> there. Back from our hero last start. So they just all bring it up here, the boys. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm going saying say, it's
1: just it. Um, on oh, I love talking about apprentices and the way they they're very smart in the way they're using him um uh Kiriman, and, and 50% strike rate on a small sample anyway back to you Bagman I tell you what Bagman uh, Oppenman's been on fire every time I look up at the screen oh, there's
0: a couple of it just seems like he gets a double digit winner or multiple uh each
3: week yeah he's a fine gun DK at the nail on the head in that last segment—it's uh, intent from the stable as well. It may not be that weight claim will kick in, but they're doing everything possible to sort of set this horse up for a, uh, a high rating run. Mm.
0: And uh, I just see uh, Bramavi Vahiro has just flucked off six dollars into five fifty. So this someone's listening. Maybe deep. our AV guys just knocked the price off. <laughs>
3: Someone's chimed in, beautiful.
2: Borka,
1: <laughs> Borka. <borko. laughs>
2: this is a pretty fascinating race, actually, because like a, a horse like Octane uh, got back to somewhere near sort of his best form last start mm-hmm. running second, completely in the wilderness before that. Um, he's a really good sort of 1,000-meter horse. Oh, this, well, was,
1: he was on his last chance. Yeah, had exactly. We at Stokes
2: after that race. This hard landing is – I did the form on this horse the other day and they scratched him. This is a very interesting horse for mine, uh, a Colt. Uh, early days by All Too Hard out of Snitzerland. We don't know how good she Snitzaland. was. Uh, I think she won a Coolmore stud stakes down the straight and a very... She geez, got you reckon the they could have found a better stallion than me. All Too Hard for Snitzerland, like, would you? well-performed filly. Uh, so he's <laughs> he's obviously a bluebird, this horse. He won a stakes races as a two-year-old. He's won... I think he won two races as a two-year-old, actually. Now he comes back this preparation. He used to be this fast, squibby, speedy thing that would just get out in front and lead his jump out to about eight lengths. Now they've gelded him. He sat back sort of in his recent jump out, compared to like he still was up there on the speed and found the line. Um, I, know, I think it's very interesting setup for that horse there. On so, Dad, do you have any thoughts there, Bagman? Hard landing.
3: Yeah, I'm uh, following in there, Nico. I thought um, it had a real chance as well. I think the parks were really suit his racing style, being able to sit up on the speed. I think a horse like Octane. As you said, it was better last start, but the parks is not a style of track. It's going to get back and wide, and it's really a low percentage play. Those horses, they get back and really need to circle at the parks. They need to get on their bike, turning for home. And um, look, I think if you're going to ride back in the field, you're better off probably coming inside horses and riding for a little bit more luck. So um, Octane, I'll be against in the market early days.
0: Okay, so uh, hard landing, definitely the danger there, but um, we're all cheering and investing on Bramavi, the hero. Let's have a look at uh, race eight, the David Thomas Memorial Handicap, 15.50 metres here, odds courtesy at Top Sport, Australia's biggest betting bookie, highly discreet, 4.60 into 4.20, Pearl Band at 4.80, going gaga, $6. Peloton, $7. Robe Bay, $8. And we're going to have a look at the last start replay of Peloton in the – Hickmont Colours.
3: Yeah, certainly is. This is uh, Peloton first up this day at Murray Bridge. Look, probably not much of a replay to really watch in uh, all honesty. It's gunned out the gates, sat uh, wide on speed and pretty much knocked up in the straight. I think it will be a lot fitter for that run and... A mile on the parks, being able to settle up on the speed is right in its wheelhouse. It's got uh, DK's boy riding again, another three-kilo claim, brings it right in at the weights. Um, If you go back through this horse's form, it hasn't done much wrong since arriving from New Zealand at the Michael Hickmont Yard, including an excellent run in the Balaclava Cup. You saw it over there during Cup Week in a uh, race where Ben Millam absolutely cooked it. And uh, I think second up, on the parks, it's going to be awfully hard to beat and uh, I thought it was the best each way bet on the card at around the $8 quote.
0: Mm, $7 with top sport. Nico, you going to say something?
2: Yeah, like uh Bagman sort of brought up his best form. He's running the Cliver Cup and his form leading up to that, he just looked like a very progressive horse. I remember doing the form on him when he came to Melbourne and thought, gee, this horse has a bit of talent. And those horses that race on speed over those shorter trips, sort of their first and second up runs, before they get out to suitable distances, they can look a lot worse mm. than what they actually are. Like... This is the kind of horse. He races up on speed. Doesn't have a huge sort of turn of foot. So when those horses just sprinted in that twelve hundred meter race, like Octane has an enormous turn of foot. So does Too Good Too Hard, and to only be beaten what three and a half four mm. lengths there, mm. stepping up and trip gets our boy Opperman. Uh, I can see why Bagman's found this, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised if the market maybe latches on here as well, giving you a go forward.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, we got just on. Um uh, Bagman, uh, the, the known, this race named after David Thomas there has been a big outpouring there. He was very important yeah. in South Australian racing,
3: yeah. Certainly, everyone who uh, had contact with uh, DT is full of praise. Um, wonderful guy. I had it, uh, just a little bit to do with him, really um, helpful, gave everything to the industry, and a uh, really sad loss to SA Racing and racing in general.
1: Okay, mate. well, so mm,
0: so condolences to the family there and SA Racing, and anyone that's doing it tough about that, but uh. Bagman, uh, fantastic analysis there, mate. Uh, I think you've found a couple of great plays there. I'll be definitely steaming in and... uh there, yeah, the little birdie lager will be on its way ASAP. I tell you what, with this lockdown scenario, I might just get in the car and drive it myself. I might be uh, a fugitive <laughs> on the run, Dr. The Richard Kimball
1: esque. That's the tip next time, isn't it? As what, soon just as there's any just sign, get on the run. Get out of the joint. We might have to start oh, a all camp was, somewhere. All just go to Eagles all House. Was, all the blokes are too smart, or the Gold Coast <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, Eagles House. At least Man, they got a lot of wine in South Casa, Australia. Casa del Eagle. We'll just get a house <laughs> yeah, and a boat right. bank. Well, oak that is bank. the only upside. The, the only up. The only reason to stay. This is the best red wine drinking climate nearly in the world in Melbourne. Yeah. You know, fire on <laughs> red wine. You know, and it was, you'd be dead set out of here.
2: How the uh, the dumplings treat you last night, DK?
1: Good mate. Yeah, good. Uh, except the, I said there was a little. The chicken and lemongrass maybe we might avoid them next time. They seemed to give them a go. Wide berth. Yeah, wide berth. No spoil. But the um, oh yeah, the ginger prawn and the uh, what else do we have last night? A few different, different bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah, this little Asian selection. It was very, oh, yeah, very it was, there's edged. the tip. There's the tip. There's yeah. the tip. When you go out for Yum Cha, they've got this thing called Shumai, which is a pork-like yeah. thing. That one's got a seafood one in it. It's got mm-hmm. 100 yards on the pork one's grouse. So the, in the steam selection, the little <laughs> one in the middle, the seafood Shumai, magnificent.
0: Uh, what's your favourite winery, Bagman, over in uh, Adelaide? What are you tipping?
3: Sorry, I'm just scrambling writing all these dumpling ideas down at the moment, Skeet. Yeah. Um, Oh, look, we've got too many to choose from. I'm uh, originally from McLaren Vale, so wine runs through my veins. I'd uh, tip anything down the McLaren Vale region, guys, if you're looking for a getaway. Outstanding
1: stuff. So good, so good over there. Like, South Australia, like I've been been to McLaren Vale, mind. I've been to the Clare <laughs> Valley, been over to Port Lincoln. It's just... <laughs> It's just mate, it's just for wine lovers. It's just paradise over there, especially day trips out of. Yeah, It's not far. Adelaide away. it's only half an hour. Yeah. Jump on a bus and get up to the McLaren Vale for the is Just magnificent. We
0: we're going to be landlocked for quite some time, so make sure you check out Adelaide. Uh, hopefully, we get some uh, bit of a sponsorship through Adelaide Tourism. We're happy for yeah, yeah. The extra sponsors on the show. <laughs> we'll give them all a bit of a plug. But uh, thanks for joining us, Bagman, and good luck on the weekend.
3: Thanks, guys. Hope we have some luck over the weekend.
0: Cheers. I'm sure we will. All right, if you're betting this weekend, make sure you bet with a bookmaker. You can trust the Merlin have been in the game for 35 years. They're the biggest betting bookie, so take them on this weekend. They will let you on. We'll take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back and we'll talk headquarters. We'll talk Flemington with Nico Nernan. Welcome back to Bit Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. have got DK and Nico Noonan with me. And it's time to talk Flemington. We're back at headquarters. How bloody good is that? Perfect tonic for lockdown. And uh, the first race we're going to have a look at here is race for the VRC member sprint over 1,100 metres. The members won't be there. And I'll tell you what. Memberships everywhere. I don't reckon you're getting much value out of those. I'm an MCC member, and I've barely been there for the last couple of years. So hopefully uh, they can get us out of this lockdown and get the kids back to school, I reckon, DK. Let's have a look at uh, the prices here for the 1,100-metre sprint. Odds see a Top Sport, Sony, uh, $4.40. Commands the Field, $5.50. Invincible Caviar sounds enticing there. Uh, Sistine Explorer seven fifty, dollars Argentia $8, and Pandas Post $10. Well, we're going to have a look at a jump out. Nice insight here from Nico Noonan. Invincible Caviar's jump out. Is it a black caviar? Yep, out of black caviar
2: by... Oh, Snid- I'm, invincible. Invincible. by I'm invincible. I'm Sorry. invincible. Oh, so, blue blood. What a blue blood. This is it. Jump straight to the front in the red colours and... I think the a lot of the early market push against this horse, this horse went up $3.50 and screwed up to $6.00, is because she ran no time in this jump out. But look how slow they're going early. Like She's dead set in second gear here, punters. What I really did take note of is, I think Brian Higgins rode her in this jump out. He's on there on Saturday. And just when he asked her to extend it, it hasn't sort of happened yet. Interesting enough, the horses in behind her, a few of her stable mates and a few of um, Philip Stokes' horses, so with these them jump out, sometimes they can just race against or jump out against horses at no good. But this mm. trial seemed to be all right or jump out. Look at her come away from him here when well, he actually asked her for an effort. Giving her a good hit out too. You know, Giving her a solid hit out. And this teach is her to find the line. Straight line speed, which is what she's going to have to do down the straight. This is a very sort of similar situation to what she's going to face there. I love the way this horse extended in her action there. Um, looks really strong in behind. And as you could see, for that first sort of half of the, the jump out, she's really settled. She's really relaxed. She's happy to go slow. And then once he let her go, she just absolutely powered away from him. Personally, I think the price they went up early was the right price. I think $3.50 was probably fair. Um, I reckon there's a lot of, usually there's a lot of there's a lot of spook around her early horses, Black Caviar, Ossietra, um, Prince of Caviar, and they kind of didn't live up to it Um, so for mine this is probably the the best of any of them have jumped out um, definitely and I think the market and the early punters have sort of gone the wrong way here they've sort of looked at the sort of the case studies before and gone oh maybe they're not too good Um, Moods has come out and said this one I think they're just keeping her under wraps. I really do. Um, well, that
1: wasn't under too much wraps there. Oh, I you think give that's, me, you... <laughs> that's,
2: that's the key jump out to say, well, this horse obviously has ability. You know, he's come out and said, well, we, we can gather she's not no good. She's got some ability. Um, they've already said in sort of reports that I've read and articles that he sort of, this filly reminds them the most of the mum. And I think just looking at her, Sort of in the way she's built, definitely in behind. Like, Black Caviar had a huge hind quarter, huge rump. This horse looks like she's similar in that sort of action, doesn't she?
1: Isn't this the sort of race that Black Caviar kicked off in too? Like, a, like a thousand, eleven hundred down the straight? Yeah, 1,100.
2: <laughs> uh, had Jared Noske aboard. Oh, Jared Noske, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Higo goes aboard here. He <laughs> yeah, rode her in the jump rider. out. Dead set. <laughs> this could be a sit and steer job. Uh, I really think that. She should be shorter. Um, the horse is coming out of the maidens. Sawan so was good at Geelong. They've got to go 1140 back to 1100 metres now, which I found interesting. They probably, even yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, you
1: prefer them stepping up, even though they do say down the straight can be a bit more testing. So,
2: and then she's drawn barrier number one as well. So, where she's sort of going to get to in the run, she's been really well backed in the early markets. The early market completely, they completely flipped it here. She went up like $8 and so did the top weight. $8 uh, is too big for her. All the the video,
1: all the blokes who fancy themselves as video watchers, you know, I've got to jump on early because they're flashing lights off the videos. They just can't help themselves. They've just got to jump straight on those things. So I've got to get on these things because I was unlucky last start. Yes. Yeah, so having said that, it does have talent. It did show talent for jump outs and nows have nice talent.
2: I think, yeah, I think she's talented as well. But they've pulled the trigger there and she's into $4.40. Command's the field one, I think, a very weak sort of maiden it. Cranbourne, Buston and Young, and that seems to be where they do their best sort of... they run uh, sections, though. Racing. Yeah, I'd be happy enough to be against a four-horse field at Cranbourne. Coming down the straight, drawn Barry number 10 now. Completely different setup for her. Argentina. uh, She's a really well-bred filly as well. Um, Out of Princess Cope, Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Filly. Mayor. ran second to Sermione in an Australian Cup. Think she ran third in a Caulfield Cup as well. So I think she'll be looking for further. In municipal caviar, she just looks like a... A ready-made sort of two-year-old put her straight up on the speed. Wouldn't be surprised if she leads, and I reckon they're just talking her down because they don't want to come out and be disappointed mm-hmm. if you know she runs like the others. But I really do think at six dollars, this is a great bet. Should we, are,
0: should we have a look at the uh, replay of Sony? Yeah, we can yeah. have a look at yeah. yeah. yeah, I mean, that. This,
1: this is very hard not to be pain, not to like. Pain. Yeah, so a red cap in the blue gets, gets held up um, and can't 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 get clear until too late and charges. Um similar run to say it was a big
0: tip around for this horse, wasn't well, it? Well, it's jump
1: outs, it's sensational. Like it just trucked in its jump outs at on things like that. It's a similar run to um what's that other set the sail. Yeah. Where it just gets out late and then cha- and charges. Um, thing back in the insides in the race two, and Explorer. She did a good job, but look at this, just let's go late. Mm. Nice horse. Nice horse. But it might might be twelve or fourteen hundred, something like that. And now I'll, she's
2: gonna have the different setup of potentially letting down inside of yes, horses compared yes, to yes, most of her yep. jump outs where she's been back out wide around them. Same there, so that's just a whole another ball game for two year olds. Yep. Um, I definitely think she probably is the danger at the current prices. I'd much rather be backing Invincible Caviar. I would have marked Invincible Caviar clear favourite here, and then Sawan, the Danger. Um, interestingly enough, Moon Over Alice beat them all in that race, and she's here <coughs> at sixteen dollars. Maybe she just had the sort she of favours. She, she that got day.
1: a great ride off B on that day. She, yeah, I think I think she did have the favours that day. But um, what I will say, go is that I've noticed the last week or two that a lot of these horses, the markets who they the corporates are putting them up the right price, they're drifting and they're still winning, these first starters. They're saying so they're putting them up three fifty, four dollars off grouse jump outs or things like this. They're drifting to seven dollars mm. but they're still getting the money. You know, so that the price you can very still very much respect that initial price that goes up because that's based on some talent that's been shown. Mm. And we know that the market does different things with first they, they, starters. They, they love turn-
0: doing they love putting up a false favourite too and playing games with the early markets. And that, a lot of the time when I read out the prices, if it sometimes I think that Sportsbet and the bigger corporates who set the markets and these robots and stuff, they make it look like every horse has been backed. Yeah. So it's like, oh, oh like yeah. so one flock off here and then oh yeah. if you sometimes look at the, yeah. the market at Sportsbet a couple of days out, it's like, Oh yeah, this horse has had supports twenty one to nineteen. Well no no it hasn't. You guys have just like Played around with the flux a couple of times. Or there's deductions. Yeah, or there's deductions. So you just got to be really careful. The only flux that that matter is is there's one horse that's been seven into 280, some of the things that you back, DK, or there's a big market
1: move late in the last sort of 20 minutes. And if they latch onto a favorite, generally everything else gets out. If there's anything unfashionable about the connections, they tend to drift. Now mm. the thing I just seen, the thing at cremosa which won race one at a Chuka last Saturday, they've run terrific. It's like I went back and look looked at all I looked about one or two of his jump outs and I went back and looked at all of his jump outs after it won. And it's shown talent, like really nice horse. So the, they put it up three fifty, ran eight and eight dollars or something and still won. You know, because they just hammered the favourite and things like that. So I wouldn't be scared of um I mean, you'd like to see some money for it. Um or Moody or someone, you know, but you've got to back your own judgment and joke Nico, go, you're good on the trials and everything. So you know. I think the the writing was just
2: was on the wall there which just how she sort of uh, unleashed unleash that turn of foot that she has. And like I said, this could just be take her to the front and just see what she's got. And if she replicates what she did in the jump out, I think she'll be very hard to beat. Fingers crossed we uh, will be
0: tuning into the Mounting Yard Mail and hopefully uh, Nico's got the launch or good bet symbol next to uh,
2: this runner's name. A bit That's... harder off the sort of TV yeah. to really get well, too keen off. on him. So, um, yeah, just... Because you don't have as much time to look at no. Like When I'm there on track, I could look at this horse for 15 minutes. Yeah. like You know what I mean? Whereas mm. on the TV, you get about 15 seconds. So um, different sort of situation, but I'll be having a very keen eye on uh, how she parades for sure. The next race we're going
0: to have a look at is race five, the VRC members 1,400 metre race. Odds courtesy top spot on the screen. Now, Yulong, January three ten. 10, Rubisaki. Surprised this one uh, hasn't gone to the uh, the paddock or the breeding barn. May be uh, if it fails here, it's probably destined oh, to go there for sure. Odeon six dollars, Ocula from the shayden Yard eight dollars fifty. Was a bit disappointing last start. I thought for a horse that should have won the Wongoom if it uh, if it got a start there. But uh, Yule Long January, it's last four hundred. We're gonna have a look at it
2: hitting the line last start. Nico? yeah, it comes to this race fourth up, stays at the fourteen hundred meters at Flemington. Mark Zare is absolutely flying at the moment, and he seems to get along well with this horse. Um, he beat a lot of these horses last start um he does rise a, a little bit in the weights but and i'm sort of ha- finding it hard to see a horse like odian at 1400 meters turning the table on him in behind him is Reykjavik. um galaxy raider kind of hits the line the only real fresh blood in this race is rubasaki who i do think is a better horse than yulong january at her best but off her last run i just don't think we can say she's at her best she got Beaten up last start by Brooklyn Hustle in that 1,200-meter proud mistakes at Adelaide. The run prior in the sangster was good, but I think that might have been a pretty weak Sankster this year. The market had no idea what to back. It was a bit of a lottery, bit of a raffle. Um, she gets to the 1,400-meters now, but sort of $3.70 her, given you know, this could be absolute D-day for her before she's off to the barn. I'm sort of not happy to back Mare's once they sort of taper off like she did last start. I wasn't too happy with her action either mm. last start, so... Long January. She looks done. She does. She's not the Rubisaki of old. She
0: does. What okay, are you doing? What are you thinking? Yeah, no, 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 no You're looking just, at me funny. No,
1: no, I was just, I mean, <laughs> the, but it's Patty.
2: It's Patty. You know, Chinky. It's, just, it's Chinky. Yeah, I know, but it's Patty is a good trainer. Yeah, very good trainer. And, and this is
0: last throw the stumps. Surely, reading between the lines, this is all right. See what she can do here, and then it's breeding barn.
2: Yeah, I think there's there's probably if she's at her best, she can beat him. I don't think she is. newlong mm. January just going to be there. He's either going to be lead or OSL. Zara is absolutely flying. The horse, sort of, when he was at his best, sort of a few years ago, before a few injuries, he hit form and he just holds it. He's just very consistent. And I think at three dollars, uh, I'd be happy to back him. Um, he's got the rest of them covered. That he what raced against Ocula? the last start, the,
0: the, the boom and the rap about Ocular. Oh, you can't buy into it. Do you
1: well, I don't. I, I disagree with what you said. Would have won the Wangoom. Well, that, that's you what know? they said, but no, I, no, I, I didn't.
0: I didn't think it would. But no. the rated the best. Oh.
1: All the ratings
2: people yeah, said it was, um, the, it was a, the rap's huge on him. Uh, but it was awful last start. Disappointing last start. Weird race. Nothing really sort of let down in that straight race. The horses inside the market, none of them did anything. Romancer won it at 200, so whatever yeah. he ran around. Yeah, that's right. Pissed him. It was yeah. sort of findable. Yeah, I was very sick that I didn't have anything on Romancer. Makes me sick. But uh, Oculus jump. stepping out to 1400 <laughs> uh, probably could suit him. He's down there in the minimum, but. Like Yulong January is just bombproof. He's going to give us a great run for our money. Like he, I think he's definitely top two, and if he should just hold him off if Rubisaki's not at her best. So I think at three dollars ten, I'm happy to play there. Yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah, a no it's a bit of a tricky good. card at Flemington.
1: Yeah. Looks like Prince repeat last start
0: for Yulong. Yep. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, if you're doing the form this week, make sure you check out puntingform.com.au. You've got that 200-metre sectional uh, split so you know what every horse is doing, and they've got it for Australia, Singapore, and Hong Kong racing. So they've got the lot, puntingform.com.au. Let's have a look at the top sport big bets, and uh, they're all at Flemington uh, this week. We've got race three, number 12, Chief Al Tony. This was a big winner last night, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. 3,000 at 290,
2: here now into 235. This runner. That's a fair go. Massively um, That sort of early market move yeah we Will on him last start at ballarat thought he really improved from the yard i think he'll improve again um coming into saturday gets Mark Zara absolutely flying like we touched on before uh he's got a lot of scope this horse i think in time he'll get out over further alex ray's a very good young trainer so um yeah 235 he's probably getting towards his right price i thought you know if i was gonna sort of look away from yulong january and probably is the best bet of the day this horse definitely would have been right up there. If you had to give me three races to preview, this would have been the other one I would have had a look at. So you can see why they've latched on early there for sure. Yep, no, yeah, very
1: impressive last start.
0: Some, uh, some noddies from DK. Uh, from the anyone that's used to watch Frontline, DK's just giving me the noddies treatment. <laughs> Flemington race seven, number three is the next one. RUBA 2K at $4.20 from the Alderson Yard. Any thoughts there? Would you like that ticket?
1: Not as much. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> no, I... <laughs> <laughs> he did run. He ran good the other day. He ran better than I thought he would, but um, geez, they've all been up a while, all these the horses horse, now. And...
2: He's flying, and Craig Nield's given him three absolute peaches these mm. last, what, three runs, and he just hasn't been able to win. Um, I'm getting sick of these three or 2,000-meter aces. I backed I backed Horrifying Heavy the start sort of prior when he was no good at Caulfield. Then he came out and beat Redwood Shadow, who I backed. Um, mm. I thought Mark Holt probably had a big chance, to, uh, you know, second go, 2,000 meters, but Redwood Shadow now gets Jamie Carr aboard. They're just a complete grey up these staying races at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah. mm.
1: Mark Holt could be the improver there. He was out the B as well tried last start. Won't even big odds in and just ended up way at the back. Yeah,
2: I think that was, uh, speaking of apprentices, that was what they were finding a lot um, sort of a two weeks ago there at Flemington. A lot of these races, different setup. A lot of them, no claiming races on Saturday. Um, but yeah, Mark Holt was a horse that was definitely, I think he got in with 51 and a half. Mm. had big late closing splits and he was off the map. So um, mm. maybe something for the punters to look out there in the next coming weeks for sure. Mm. And the other horse uh, that's been back to early is
0: race nine, number 12, Vegas Knight, $1, thirteen dollars We know about this horse, don't we? I do
2: know him, yeah. Colin Little. One of our mates. Uh, <laughs> a horse I always find in the yeah. yard, Vegas Reak, Knight. Uh, Real good type. Just always relax. Gets Zara again. Seems a bit of a theme for the day there. And it was a good fighting win last start. Horse I'm very keen to see in the yard actually on Saturday's fifth position. Um, Saw him first up at Warnable. really wanted to find him. The market was all over him. He started like $3.60 and I thought he just walked a bit sort of funny on that day. Um, Definitely think there could be some improvement there with his walk. Hearing some sort of um, chat out of the sort of people that did some form form on him overseas and that said that that's always been a sort of concern with the horse that he just had some issues. I definitely think he paraded like that first up and you could definitely tell. So... If he improves that sort of um, area of his yard and does walk better on Saturday, he'd be a horse I'd be uh, you know, very keen to see what he parades like because um could be a horse we could end up backing, I reckon, if he improves that. Mm, it's, uh, the early market's
0: been with him also there. Fifth position's been 7 into $5. Dollars. I can remember uh, the money around for uh, that horse as well mm, from the bull, the, uh, the bull bulldozer. Dozer. I think uh, that's a that's about a wrap from us. So we've managed without uh, Big Red. Big Red. Big Red, Johnny Walter. So uh, stay well up there in the Gold Coast, uh, Walt. And, yeah, at least uh, you're not
1: locked down, buddy. Yeah. So there's an upside there. You're yeah. in your DQ and you're in, you're in Siberia, but you're not in under house arrest like <laughs> we are, basically. Anyway.
0: Thanks for uh, joining us too, Nico. No, it's been a tough week at home for you. So big effort to come in today, and a big thanks to all our supporters and our fans out there. Keep the feedback coming in, and uh, big thanks to topsport.com.au and puntingform.com.au. Couldn't do it without you. We'll uh, we'll give you more news about the uh, the Stradbroke Swan Hill Cup stream. At the moment, it's looking very unlikely. I, I won't be able to fly in the guys from interstate. Uh, it's uh, disappointing there. We might uh, we might try and do an online-type stream. I'll just have to make uh, those plans early next week. But uh, we're doing our best to keep the show on the road here. Good luck in lockdown. Hope everyone is staying mentally fit. Make sure you check out our uh, Briz Vegas show. Tommy Turbo dropped Vega 1 last week, courtesy of a, uh, a J-car steer. And I'll tell you what... Uh, John McLeod was desperately unlucky. He absolutely declared oh. sweet deal. It got hooked back to pretty much last and second or third wide. Your man Johnny McLeod, part time like- uh, fisherman. Love Johnny. Great he man. had sweet deal rated at two dollars thirty. Five dollars was available, so you got a dollar or evens the slot. It a, and it was, it, it was something a moral beat, moral <laughs> beat. So make sure you tune in to Bris Vegas. It'll be out later tonight or tomorrow. And uh, just follow us on Spotify, on our uh, Apple, YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you want to consume us. And uh, good luck on the punt this week and uh, make a killing. See you, DK. See you, see you Scooty.
3: Okay. See you, Thanks, boys. guys.